We are live at 93 Octane Brewery. One of our listeners just came up and said, what the heck are the Bears going to do at backup quarterback? That's one thing you do have to address in the offseason. It's also why... Yeah, but there's a thousand backup Well, you can always find there. a backup. In but, case of emergency, break glass. I mean, well, it's not a priority to have the backup quarterback. No, no, but it's why I always say you should be drafting quarterbacks frequently. And it doesn't mean you have to, when you've got Justin Fields, it doesn't mean, and you believe in him, it doesn't mean you're drafting one in the first round. If you told me the Bears drafted a quarterback in the fifth round, I'd say good. You should never, in my opinion, you should never in the NFL today, I don't care if you have Patrick Mahomes or if you have Baker Mayfield, you should never go more than two consecutive drafts without drafting a quarterback. You just shouldn't. There's an article on 538 right now, too, about the Eagles. Right. And how they landed on Jalen Hurts. And how unlikely of a pick it seemed like it it, it was in the spring of, what was that, 2019 that would have been? Yes. Considering the year, or was that spring of 2020, whatever it was. Considering the year year, Carson Wentz was coming up. So 2020. 22, yeah. Spring of 2020. After Carson Wentz's 2019 campaign. You should not be going more than two consecutive years without drafting a quarterback in the NFL. I agree. I'm with you. I agree wholeheartedly. And the good franchises draft New England, Green Bay. They did it. Philly. And they turned good quarterbacks into more draft choices. They turned it into draft equity. Green Bay did it forever, and then New England took over for Green Bay, and they started doing it too. Read the article. And they about, had Brady. That, exactly. They had Brady. Re- read the article about Howie Roseman and all the crap he took, not only from Philly fans. You don't really care what the fans are. The fans are going to be reactionary. It doesn't matter. But all the crap that he took from uh, inside league circles about drafting Jalen Hurts, and look where they are now. Not, not only he, that, though, they fired a coach. They did. To keep Jalen Hurts. They did. Yes. Do you know, it was funny, the, lead, the, the article talked about where he's most heavily invested his draft capital. Defensive tackle. Um, nope. That one's relatively high on the list. Quarterback and wide receiver. In his run in Philly, they've invested most, and when I say draft capital, I'm talking he's about A.J. Brown's draft choices that they traded away too and Devontae Smith about. all yeah, that yes. I got you. like the draft capital that he's invested in those two positions this is a passing league you need quarterbacks you need wide receivers you need dynamic playmakers you need offense when you combo that with an awesome defense that's the best okay I get it but you need to be building out your offense with the idea that it is going to be the thing that sustains you the final four teams are all explosive on offense most of them, well, all of them, you could even say. The final four teams are also pretty good on defense, too, especially San Francisco and Philadelphia. Exceptional. But they're all explosive on offense. They all have offensive-minded and offensive uh, coaches, offensive backgrounds. That's what this league is. It's your quickest path to success. It's how I think you sustain things. So when people say, what are the Bears going to do with the backup quarterback, just improving the quarterback room, to me, is important. And that doesn't mean you don't believe in Justin. It doesn't mean you're trying to send him some sort of message. You know, message. It means quarterbacks are the most important thing in this league, and you should be collecting them at all times. And for 20 years on this air, Yurko's talked about the way Ron Wolf used to do it and Holmgren used to do it. Green Bay was doing this 30 years ago. They were drafting quarterbacks, signing quarterbacks constantly. 
They knew it. Other smart teams have adopted it. And I'm telling you, you should never be going more than two drafts. In 1996, they had three quarterbacks starting in the league that played for the Green Bay Packers in the early 90s. Exactly. They had Mark Brunel starting with Jacksonville. They had Ty Detmer starting for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they had Farr, their original quarterback, who was still with the Green Bay Packers. That's the way it works. That's the way they did it. And, you know, Ryan Pace used to talk about that, and then he never drafted quarterbacks. He traded up and had the all-time miss of misses. And then in his last year, he did draft fields. He traded up to get fields. That's it. He, he did. How many drafts did he do? Seven? He drafted two quarterbacks. It's not good enough. It's not smart football. It just isn't. Now, how the Bears address the room and what they do, bringing guys in and out, drafting someone late, when you're in a position when you need one, draft them high, whatever it is, right. quarterbacks are the best biggest commodity in this league. At I've this come point. to the conclusion after looking at both of the lists that the best way to improve the offensive line is through free agency. Okay, Because I've looked at the list, Carm. What, what, the free agent the, the list? The free agent list for offensive linemen is much better than the, than the free agent list. No, than oh. the free agent list for wide receiver. Oh, yeah, I agree with so you. I'm trying to I'm trying to build a football team. I'm not going to be able to build with Juju Schuster-Smith. No, Juju Smith. Or the, the guy that's up in uh, New England, the wide receiver. Uh, He's a free agent um, also. Oh, come on. Uh, Jones? No, no, Jacoby, no. Myers. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Thank, thank you. you. Jake. Um, Jacoby Myers. You're not – I'm not no. – Alan Lazard is not building me a wide receiver core. No. But what I can build and make this team better and give my guy Justin Fields more time is an offensive line. So I'm going to spend some money on the offensive line this year. Helps solidify that, what we have going on. The defensive line draft, uh, uh, free agency, looks a little bit better um, than other areas. So yeah. I'd address in free agency the defensive line also. So I got D-line, O-line, I'm addressing in free agency. And there's young players in free agency. There's not just curmudgeons and 31-year-old offensive linemen. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about guys that are you know, 27, 26, 28. Those are the guys that you want to go ahead and target to become bricks in your offensive line, guys that are going to stick around for four to five years. So that's what they got to do. They've done it in the past with John Tate. Mm-hmm. They've done it in the past with uh, Ruben Brown. Ruben Brown. Who's the other guy they got from uh, Brockmire? Uh, Blake, Blake Brockmire. Yeah. They've gone into free agency with offensive linemen, and they've gotten good offensive linemen. So let's go about the business of doing that once again. You have to go through the draft, though, yeah. or you have to trade for somebody if you expect to get your wide receiver room better. It's not going to happen any other way. Yeah, it's gonna, and you need it with yeah, better players. It's gonna be, that's going to be draft slash trade market. And I don't know who the trade is for. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. Best, best case scenario, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is one of those names that's out there. Uh, you always careful how much juice is in, you know, oh, yeah. how much juice is in that orange. Is it worth the squeeze? That's what you're concerned about. Um, but, but otherwise, your trade-down scenarios, and you're hoping that three quarterbacks go in the first three picks, that's the best-case scenario for the Chicago Bears. I know. Everybody suddenly loves the quarterbacks, and they're talking about all the quarterbacks that are going to go because then you can get one of your defensive linemen or you can get Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, whoever you want to address at that situation. One of your D linemen comes from the draft. Two of your offensive linemen come from the other side. Tevin Jenkins, Braxton Jones. Those there you go. I'm happy. I'm happy right there. And then whatever you get via the draft, you get via the draft. But free agency is going to be so important for the Bears, and you can address your O-line and D-line there. Period. That's it. There's nothing else there to go get. Maybe a linebacker, if you think a linebacker is important. 
But I tell you, if you give me a good defensive line, oh, yeah. you can plug linebackers in there, and you're going to be in good shape. And I think that's their, I think that's their mindset. Why else would they have let Roquan go? I mean, yeah. they traded Roquan, but I mean, like, they obviously weren't willing to commit and reset that market at that position for Roquan because I think that's exactly their belief. Like, yeah, we know you're a good football player, and he absolutely is. He absolutely is. But in their minds, it's not a position that they wanted to pay because they're going to do what you just said. If we build out our defensive line better and we get a pass rush, we'll be good to go. The Bears had 20 sacks. That, that, that's a joke. In a 17-game season, 20 sacks. They had the lowest adjusted sack rate in the league. Philadelphia has 70 sacks, 70. people. 70. They've got 50 more sacks than the Bears. Like, come on. You're, you're not doing anything on defense. You're not accomplishing anything if that's the end result of your defensive line. And you keep saying it, too. You gave out the stat. Their leading sack guy was a safety, right? Was Brisker there? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. I mean, come on. You can't have it. You can't have yeah. it. And, you know, if you want to look for a backup tight end somewhere, feel free and find yourself a backup tight end. I'm not against you. But uh, the only way you're getting a receiver is maybe you talk to DeAndre Hopkins or the, or the draft. That's it. Trade down, trade down, trade down. Bring in some studs. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what else that, that trade market's even going to look like. I, I don't know if I'm buying the Devontae Adams wants out of Vegas thing or that they're going to trade happen. Devontae Adams. I, I'll wait for that to start happening and really heating up before I ever believe it. Uh, me too. Now, so, if, I guess if it's the case, would I be in on the Bears having those conversations? Yeah, I would be. Over DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, for Devontae sure. Devontae Adams yeah. at this point. Yes. For sure. I concur. Like, I'd, I, I, hey, I'd, if you told me, no, it's real, and they're in on that, good. But I don't know, man. I, and I don't want Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? He's like, what am I supposed to do? Not. I heard know, what not, he said. I heard what he said. You can't act like that on the sideline, right? You can be as disgruntled as you want to be when you start to up, you know, what's that called? Upstage your team? Yeah. No. It's not good. Not a good look. No. You sit next to him. You sit next to him and say, Blankety blank, 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 blank while you're covering your mouth and let him know exactly how frustrated you are directly to him. I give you a thousand times more credit than putting your hands up in the air right. in front of the cameras. Right. And he's a great player, but yeah. Oh, no, he's fantastic. Yeah, but, it's, but if you're telling me Devontae Adams is Stephon Diggs. I'll take Devontae. I'm going to take Devontae Adams. <laughs> I mean, Devontae Adams has like 40. What did we did the math? He's got like 47 yeah. touchdowns the last four years or something. It's something stupid. You know, he's got more touchdowns on his own than the Bears wide receivers have combined over that four-year span. He's got more on, by himself than all the Bears wide receivers do over that span. Like, I don't know. I, I hope they somehow find a playmaker like that, whether it's a guy they finally draft and develop. I mean, for all the hand-wringing we do about this team can never find a quarterback, this team has never developed a quarterback, the same can be said about the wide receiver position. I mean, other than Alshon, like, you know, who have they really – drafted and developed at that position that's ex that's truly explosive and dangerous the last 20 years nobody and even Alshon was it was about a three-year thing and then it was yeah. he was gone and Alshon's out of the league Marty I mean, Booker yeah and Marty was Mar okay Marty was, hey, I mean in, in the land of 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 nothing anybody doing anything is good Marty Booker for compared to everybody else Marty Booker becomes your silver medalist like you want to know why the Bears have failed to be relevant and why they have failed to compete at a high level consistently for the last 20-plus years. They can ne they've never been able to figure out the quarterback position. They, As we just documented, they've done very little by way of 
drafting and developing wide receiver talent. And who's the, the I mean, who's the last great tackle the Bears drafted and developed? Jimbo Covert. Ah, well, I can't say James Big Cat Williams. I mean, I'll go to the Big Cat. Okay, because they. But Gabe Karimi was terrible. Chris Williams was terrible. Um, they weren't good at all. So the so the uh, Colbert, Char- Charles Leno was a serviceable tackle, seventh round pick. Serviceable. Out, he he outplayed his draft position. He's certainly not great. No, he's not great. So by any the stretch. answer is maybe Big Cat, fringy. I don't even know if Big Cat was great, but he's Big Cat a was a hell of a player, defensive lineman. True, he was drafted as a D lineman, converted him to offensive line. Other than that. I think you're right. you got to go back to Van Horn and Jimbo. Yeah. They were drafted in 1983. You want to know why this team has failed miserably? Those are the reasons why. And you can build all the great defenses you want, and the Bears have had a lot of great defenses. It's not how you sustain success in this league. We document it all the time. Every bit of uh, relevant data tells you that. When you keep swinging and missing and you have an inability – to draft and develop quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tackles, this is what you get. The Chicago Bears, who have exactly one set of winning seasons this century, back-to-back. 2005-2006. Once in the last 20-plus years have the Chicago Bears ripped off back-to-back winning seasons. And that is why, folks. That's why. You can build all the great defenses you want. When you fail miserably the way they have failed, this is where you are, and it's why they have to fix it. Hopefully, Justin's the first step in that. I really do hope yep. that. But We're, until you figure it all out, you're stuck where they are stuck. You're stuck maybe popping a, t- a 12-win season every once every in a while. Every blue moon, yeah. But then regressing and regressing and regressing. Three one two three three two espn We're live at 93 Octane in St. Charles at the Pride Stores. Come by and see us. Football Friday. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Football Friday, Carmen and Yurko, 93 Octane Brewery in St. Charles. Listen live on AM 1000, 100.3 HD2 FM, the ESPN Chicago app, or watch us on Twitch. Good time here at 93 Octane on a Football Friday. Come by and see us. Our Whistle Pig Single Barrel 10-year is available for purchase. You can get a raffle ticket. Uh, Pride Store is raffling off a bottle of Whistle Pig Boss Hog, if you can believe it. Uh, Mad Batter. I love that name for a bakery. The, the Mad Batter. The Mad Batter. Mad Batter brought some uh, pastries. Have you eaten anything? We're passing. I had a black. I love black and white cookies. Right. Fantastic. All right. So you um, had some. So I had that. I might take half of that to eat, Claire. But we want to spread it around amongst the people. You know, that's, Go that's forth, the most important. Go thing. forth among the people. Yes. yes. See men of every nation. We want to spread the wealth. We want to share. That's what we do. Uh, so come by and see us. We're live here until about 2.30. We'll be here, give or take. We're going to cross off with Waddle and Sylvie at 2. Mike North has his bonus play for us at 148. Mike and I already recorded Odds Couple. That'll be on tonight, 8 to 9. And uh, you can also get it uh, tomorrow morning, uh, the Encore replay from 8 to 9 in the morning. But the podcast is now available for you on the great ESPN Chicago app. We're talking 49ers Eagles and Chiefs and Bengals. Talked a little bit about Mahomes' injury and what that might be like. One hit, you know, on that ankle, and who knows? You know, it's one thing to feel good during practice where nobody's going to touch him right now. It's a whole different thing knowing that Lou Anarumo is going to be bringing his defense and sicking the dogs after him on Sunday. And and then you've got to go do what you normally do naturally with that little bit of an injury. I know it's going to be taped up solid. It'll probably have a little Mm. something in there. Tordal? The old Yurkovich concoction. 
They still doing tour dollars. Just, uh, I don't know if they still do tour all shots. I don't think they're as frivolous as they once used to be with them. Because when you guys were playing, you told they just Everybody, gave them, and, and but yeah. it's really hard on your body, it right? Was, it, it, well, I mean that's what they said, but never felt hard on my body. It always felt like it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Your tortoise got a, a a hint of narcotic in there, so you they used to hand them out like they were candy. Mm-hmm. So there's two things: you can get tortoise in a pill form, or you can get tortoise in a shot get a form. Shot, right. right. For a game, you'd get a tortoise in the shot, you know, the shot form, right in the keister. Right. Right. But if you were in pain during the week, you'd take them in a pill form. Mm. Well, when I tell you they were effective, and they worked. Were they, they? Oh, my God. You it just knocked out the pain? It felt like you could fly. Really? I mean, it was unbelievable. Ooh. Then all of a sudden, they took them away from you, and now you've got to go trying to find that great feeling you had while you were practicing, mm. and now everything hurts, and everything's mm. a problem. But they had realized that they were the just, side effects are bad. They is were that why? Out, well, no, the want for the tortle uh, and the addiction. Because oh, it's got that narcotic, so it was just becoming right. addictive. It was, yeah. It's and again, it's there's a narcotic. It's supposed to be prescribed. Uh, in the in the early nineties, they were just handing them out, so with no prescription. That's where the dilemma and the problems came. Boy, it really did used to be a pretty wild scene, right. huh, where it seems like there was very little oversight going on. It was just like the DA stepped in in 93 or right. 94. When the DA stepped in. Why did they step in the originally? Part, because there, was, there, were, there were Vicodins and there were other uh, narcotics that were being handed out without doctor's prescriptions and, so, and the logs that were being kept to track it all. Wow. Plus, we were thieving, and we were going into the, the medicine basket, and we were going to get our own things. Mm. Yeah, you listen. And so, player, players know where the things are at, and you say no, you can't have it. Guess what players do? Oh man, they go about the business of uh, acquiring. And so the DEA what comes in and starts they questioning the league? And no, they they do uh, an accounting and audit of every team, mm. and they audit specifically their uh, prescriptions and their narcotics that are handing out. You have brought in two thousand pills, right? Right. You have four hundred. Right. 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 But you've only accounted for another 400. Where are 1,200 pills? pills? Where 1,200 pills are gone. So after they did the auditing of all that, that's when they cracked down. I mean, you couldn't even get a leave. Really? You couldn't get Advil. Wow. I mean, it, it it became problematic trying to feel good. Coaches don't care. No. Coaches want you out there go practicing. Play, go practice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Meanwhile, we were used to having that, uh, ooh, that good, good feeling. It's a wild west. You're, yeah. I mean, it really is. Um, well, they cracked down. Like I said. Right. No, I know. I, by the time I got out. There different was league when you played. None of that. Well, when I started in the league, they, uh, every locker had an uh, ashtray welded to it. Which is crazy. I, I go to my locker. There's an ashtray welded to it. What am I, smoking cigars like- after games? Are we winning? <laughs> What's going on? No, I come in, Brian Noble, Rich Moran, all these guys got some cigarettes in their mouths. Oh, my God. Well, what the hell are you guys it's doing? It's like there used to be ashtrays on yeah. the airplanes when we were kids, you know, yeah. on, the, on the arm. Right. Can you imagine seeing that today? You'd be like, what? Yeah, smoking on an airplane. airplane. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? I, I mean, sometimes I got to take my clothes off. When, you know, okay. if I'm at a bar that smokes in Indiana. Of course. You got to take your clothes off in the garage before you even airplane. get in the house. On an airplane smoking yeah. cigarettes. All right, what do you got for me? Um, all right, a couple things. Spin so, me some yarns, Yeah, kid. I'm going to spin you a few yarns. Bengals Chiefs, Yerk. Uh, I thought you'd like this, Dad. Uh, Burrow's quarterback rating. You ready? Since the start of 2021, so the start of last season, Burrow's quarterback rating is 104.2. That's the best in the NFL among all quarterbacks with at least 20 starts. Patrick Mahomes is second. That's the matchup this weekend. Since the start of last season, Mahomes has the number one EPA per play of any quarterback in the NFL. Burrow is second. Since the start of last year by... 
two pretty important metrics, especially EPA per play. These two quarterbacks have been the two best in the NFL. Here's a little side note for you. Name the other two quarterbacks that also rank inside the top five in both those metrics. There's four guys that rank inside the top five in both of those. Mahomes, Burrow, name the other two. The other two, Jalen Hurts. No, because remember, this is last year, too. Oh, last year, You've got to consider too. 2021, too. So over the last 34 Herbert, game sample. Herbert. Nope, Justin Herbert is not on that list. One of them was the MVP last year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one of those four quarterbacks. Tom Brady. Nope. The most handsome man in football. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, See, Yurko. You ask me a question, if I answer Jimmy Garoppolo, everybody thinks there's a Garoppolo bias. And in Eastern Illinois it's bias. The correct answer. So I always kind of got to dart away from that, you know, trying to, okay, I can't have so much of a love and a bias for Jimmy. It's Though the I correct answer. He'd be in a perfect, perfect answer in a lot of spots this year for the NFL. Perfect answer. Do you think, I'm like, here we go already. We joked about it earlier in the week. Wherever Nathaniel Hackett ends up, it's going to immediately be like, okay, there's where Aaron Rodgers is going. And wouldn't you know it, he ends up with the Jets, and it does seem like a perfect fit. I've already seen some of the dumbest trades ever. Really? Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets for Quinn and Williams, their defensive lineman. Who's and, a stud. And two number ones. All right. I mean, hey, I mean like what, what are you guys Jets. smoking up there? What's if, being smoked in Green Bay? If you're the Jets, that's crazy, right? No, you're not doing that at all. We no. told you what we looked at what Brett Favre went for. It ended up being a, a third con- round pick. It was a conditional fourth that, because of playtime, went to a, a third. third yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Anybody thinks they're going to get a haul for a 40 year old Aaron Rodgers? It's not going to happen. It's not happening, especially. After the way the Russell Wilson thing went down, yes, right? Yes, Who's 10 years younger. Well, you can go Russell Wilson younger. or you can go anybody in, 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 that Indianapolis has signed recently. There's a difference between signing a guy who's a free agent and bringing him into town, okay? Free agent bringing him into town, or somebody that you got to trade for and you got to give up draft equity. There's a yeah. big difference there. Uh, let's go. Let's take some calls. 312-332-3776. We'll start on line two, Jim and Crystal Lake. Uh, on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, guys. So I got an easy breakdown of the NFC game, and then I got a question about Justin Fields versus uh, the number one draft pick. Um, so NFC, you know, I mean, the way Philly and Dallas kind of went head-to-head in their head-to-head matches, um, I thought Philly, you know, kind of easily handled them, except for the last game when Philly really didn't have much to play for. And then the way Dallas played San Francisco in San Francisco. Um, they were kind of neck and neck if it wasn't for Dak's two picks. But now San Francisco has to go to Philly, and I think Philly dominates them. Yeah, common so, games. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Any, anybody can make sense of, out, of, out of anything they want to. I, I understand that. So, um, But my question is, Mirko has said this several times, and I've heard it on your station, that the number one pick is, has more value to it than Justin Fields, if somebody if wanted to trade him. Now, I, I kind of don't get that because if somebody likes Justin Fields, they know what they're getting, they know what he can do at an NFL level, and it, it, their number one pick, you're kind of taking a shot in the dark with it oh. to a certain extent. That, and that's where I'm kind of a little bit confused. Well, the, I think Justin Fields has more value. I'll, I'll let Yurko answer more specifically, but I'm assuming, Jim, thanks as always. The value, the, the when you say more value, you're talking about trade value. You, you, well, yeah, you're you're also talking about value in 
uh, contractual value, a rookie quarterback, Justin Fields is going right. into year three. Right. Uh, someone that's drafted is you've got five years of control and then some. I'm looking at Justin Fields. Justin Fields was taken with the 11th pick. Yes. So Justin Fields has 11th pick value. Oh, oh well, I didn't, wasn't even thinking that That's way. what I'm talking you, about. Yes. That's, the first pick has first pick value. Worth 4,000 points. Yes. How many uh, points it was? Here, got I still the have sheet. the sheet. It's 3,000. 3,000 points, right? The 11th pick is worth 1,250. All right. So, I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. Yeah. When the number one pick has a certain amount of value yeah. and what Justin Fields has. That's uh, all. What who, position were they picked in? That's um, it. Who's next, guys? Uh, Kenny? Kenny in Dallas on ESPN 1000. What's going on, Kenny? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Hey, Carm, uh, a week or 10 days ago, awesome interview with Kevin Warren. Great you guys got him on, and uh, super happy to see what he's going to do for us. But yeah, I want to throw a couple, names, a couple names at you. <clears throat> Yerk, you were just talking about the free agent market on the offensive and defensive line, and I think we have an opportunity to really turn both of those units around relatively quickly. Um, Dremont Foster out of uh, Denver is a free agent. He fits that mold you were talking about, Yurko, that 26, 27 years old. He could play inside. He could play outside. And then um, also Jawan Taylor, the right tackle from Jacksonville. Jacksonville's in cap hell, and so it doesn't look like they were able to retain him. But if we could add both of those pieces and then obviously go through the draft with Carter or Anderson, uh, the, the versatility of Foster was what would be so huge for us. And then um, it seems like Braxton Jones is going to stick at left tackle. And if we could add Juwan Taylor, then we draft a center. Um, and maybe Ben Powers would be available to guard from uh, Baltimore. And that would really turn both of those units into something really pretty strong. Yeah. What do you think? Thanks, Kenny. Um, I, I like the angle he's taking. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, when I mean, you said that, you got to address it free, free agency. Yeah, free agency is where you've got to go right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless the Bears get back and they get multiple picks in the first round, and somehow they can sneak a Skaronsky on board. Mm-hmm. But right now they've got him going seventh. Right. Mel's yeah. got him going seventh. So, and then you've got to then analyze the rest of your offensive linemen. Say you go through the linemen, you look at the fourth tackle that's rated right now, and you say, well, I like his feet. All he's got to do is be coached up a little bit, right. plays with good level. We need a little bit more of a punch, maybe some more time in the weight room. Boom, we got a kid that might be something special. It happens. Sure. It happens. Eric Williams wasn't a world beater coming out of college. Really? But he developed down in Dallas and became a guy that played for the better part of 10, 12 years. Good player. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got more to discuss championship Sunday-wise. Ugly loss for the Bulls last night. Crosstalk in 30 with Waddle and Sylvie. It's Carmen and Yurko live at 93 Octane in St. Charles on ESPN 1000. Four teams will start the weekend off with optimism. Only two will finish the weekend happy. That is why this is the biggest football Friday of the year. Or at least since last week's. Join us in celebrating all things NFL with Carmen and Yurko. Live from 93 Octane Brewery in St. Charles. Yeah, we're having a blast. Uh, we've talked a ton of football. Great crowd out here. Um, the Pride Stores is raffling off a bottle of the Boss Hog. You can buy our Whistle Pick 10 here if you like. And a lot of people have purchased bottles, which is great. Uh, $10 off today if you buy it here on sale now at, around, uh, at uh, different select Pride Stores around the Chicagoland area. So look for it uh, next time you duck into your local Pride Store. We picked this 10-year single barrel of Whistle Pick back in September with a couple of listeners. Some of the guys are here. It is fantastic. 
um, remembering why we chose this one. I'm really, really digging it. We've had a few little pours of it. I bought myself a bottle. Yurko just bought a couple of bottles for some friends. Well, my friends bought a couple of bottles for themselves. Well, that's uh, Pete Van Buren via bought the, yeah. the doctor of insurance yeah. has stepped up today. And he got a few raffle tickets. Every time you buy a bottle, you get two raffle yeah. tickets to win the Boss Hall. So, so if Pete wins this, this is going to be a special presentation. We'll see. But beautiful. Pete Van Buren, right, the not, doctor not of Yurko. insurance. Pete Van Buren. Oops. Let's remember this. Got it. And Pete's on the arm for two fifty right now. We love coming out here. The hospitality is always great. That include um, gasoline, you know. Of course, <laughs> you know here at ninety three octane, they, they it is a brew pub. They brew their own beer here. Alex, their brewmaster, is awesome. They've got how many on tap right now, guys? I'm drinking amber ale two, right four, now. Four, six, eight. I don't know. It was like 10, 12, 16, 14, 14, 17, 44. They got like fourteen. How many? Sixteen. They got sixteen on tap right now. Um, you can come and sample some of the beer. It's always They got great. one named after you, Clown Car. Clown Car, thank you. <laughs> Every time I come here, do you know the first one I get in the what morning? You get? Combine. I, you get the Combine. Nope. The uh, Turbo Coffee Porter. It's a breakfast beer. Yeah, I've had it. It's fabulous. It's top notch. I had a little pour this morning. Yeah. And I got a little tailgate right now, too. So They got Mystery Machine Soup up there, too, 6.1. It's fabulous. Yeah, you've had it? No, no, I'm talking about the uh, tailgate one. Okay. Yeah, I haven't had Mystery Machine Soup. What is that one? Oh, that's sour, not soup. That's sour? That Mystery like Machine soup. Sour. It makes like more sense for it to be a sour. Yeah, I guess so. so. Chop Shop 3, it looks like up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chop Shop 3. What does that say? Horny IPA? What is that? The Chop Shop is a New England IPA, I believe. Okay. Right, it's, Alex? Is that oh, a Oh, hazy. Yeah. That says hazy. H-A-Z-Y. Yeah, it's a New England hazy IPA. Well, what am I seeing? My the, uh, Fred Hubner likes coming out here every once in a while, sure too. Fred, I'm surprised Freddie's not Freddie there. ducks in. He's a beer, Freddie's a beer snob. I say that with love, of course. I'm a whiskey snob. I mean, Freddie's the real beer aficionado. Sad day for Freddie today. Why is that? But Eddie resigned with the White Sox. Well, oh, well, I, I'm happy about that. Oh, I'm just said for Freddie. Uh, for Fred's I didn't say for anybody him. else. I like right? Benetti. I said sad day for Freddie, right? I guess. It's apropos. <laughs> he was never shy, was he? Sad day for Freddie. Yeah. All, right, all over a broadcaster. I mean, yeah, I know. Drink it down, Freddie. Enjoy. All right. Life's too uh, short. Speaking to of broadcasters, right. Amin and Stacy last night, were they weren't having any of it by the end of the game. Look, I know uh, our station, we had the company holiday party last night. I was not in attendance. I know you guys. Well, Yurko didn't go. I was not in attendance either. I, I, I texted the group. You know, we're on a normal text chain, uh, a bunch of us at the station. And I had texted them towards the end of the game, and I forgot that they were at the holiday party. They weren't even watching. I was like, you guys are lucky. I said, this is like watching paint dry with this team right now. Uh, to lose to a 13-win Charlotte team, Yeah. you know, uh, in, in, in the way in which they lost. And Stacey and Adam, by the end, and then even when they threw it back to well, the they studio. were up 12, well, right? They were up 12. The uh, Bulls were up 12. Did they have a 12-point The Bulls they were up 12 and the they lost. Quarter, they yeah. might have been. Um, I mean, even Gaw, Jay, uh, you know, uh, Jason Goff and, and Will and uh, Kendall back in the studio. Not were, happy, huh? No! They were like, uh, they, in, in the middle of the fourth quarter, they're like, what is happening here? And we got to talk post-game about this team right now. It's just, it's, it's that sort of blah with this team. I did some number crunching, too. You love it when I do that. First of all, I mean, okay, there is such a thing as a bad shooting night in the NBA. I get it. The Bulls have been bad all year, though. From the, they, I don't know that you ever feel confident when their guys are rising up from three. They were 4 of 25 for, from distance last night. 4 of 25. Charlotte was 7 of, I wrote it down here, they were 7 of 32. They were miserable. And somehow the Bulls were worse at 
I mean, LaMelo, for crying out loud, their best player had an off night. LaMelo was 2 of 15 from the floor last yeah. night, and they won comfortably. Their best player was 2 of 15 from the floor, and they won comfortably. That should never happen. The Bulls are out of the 10 seed right now. They're 22 and 26. They're on pace for 30. That gives them, what, 37 and a half wins. Did you have the Bulls making the playoffs? I had them in the playing uh, tournament. I had oh, them in the, boy. Yeah, I had them in the playing tournament. They are trending for 37 and a half wins, okay? The Bulls on January 14th last year, and I use that day because that's the day they were at home against Golden State. They got blown out. Jan 14, 2021. But that's the night Lonzo and Zach both got hurt. Lonzo hasn't played since. The Bulls, when that game started, were 27 and 12. They were 27 and 12, Yurko. Since then. Since then, a year, a calendar year, you know, a full 12 months without Lonzo, the Bulls are 41 and 50. They're basically at exactly winning percentage wise where they are now. It's a 450 winning percentage. 22 and 26 is a 450 winning percentage. 41 and 50 is a 451 winning percentage. Spot identical. So is Lonzo that important to them that they're a 450 team without him? Or. Uh, is this just who they are? I mean, it's like, but to be a 450 team, right. th- we were complaining about this five years ago. Like it was the end of the world. Guess what? Here we are again. They're You're a 450 here. team. You're here. That's all they are. Embrace it. Embrace it. It's hard to embrace, though. That's where you're at. That's hard to embrace. I understand. I mean, you're, but you're beating good teams this year, Carl. Well, they are. It's the one. <laughs> you're beating good teams. I don't know what right? to make of that. Wasn't that the crazy thing last year? They were beating all the terrible teams, and they were ki- getting killed by the good teams. Now they're beating the good teams, and they're losing to the eh. They're losing to the dregs did of the see, league. Did you see, speaking of dregs of the league, did you see those uniforms Charlotte wore yesterday? Well, how about the floor? It was giving what, me a headache. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? I, I don't know. I didn't like those. I mean, the leagues do this because they sell jerseys. I get it. Do they sell new floors? Dude, the floor was giving me a headache. Early on in the game, they got to put a disclaimer up because, yeah. like, that, you that's dangerous. You go into a seizure. You I go know. into a seizure watching that. Like, when you looked at the paint, I was like, oh, my, my, I was straining my eyes. Painful. As bad as the game was, looking at them uniforms in the floor, the whole combination of it all was sickening if you were a Bulls fan. It was not good. Now, it was not good. You stayed and you were focused there because I'm a college basketball aficionado. You I checked hoops? Purdue, Purdue and Michigan. So Purdue's back Up to number Michigan. one, right? They're back to number one. Um, they're marching along. Only loss was to Rutgers earlier in the year. Right. At home, it was the day after New Year's. Right. It was like January 2nd. They ended up losing. In Rutgers? Nobody at year. campus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's right. gone for the break. Right. And uh, Rutgers comes in. They sneak off with a victory. Yeah. So I watched Rutgers, Michigan, and then uh, Arizona was on after that. Dude, I can't believe how much college basketball you watch. Well, that's where, you know, the purity of the sport is there. Oh, well, you talked about it yourself, and you I think we had, you talked about it also. Who, Jake? Yeah, Jake talked about the effort that you get. Uh, you know, when the Bulls had that false record of that record they had at well, the beginning Black of last year. Yeah, Chris, oh, is that Black? Chris was saying Jake, it. see, I channeled you. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Chris was saying it. You guys sound alike to me. But yeah. you, you talk about that, right? And teams aren't giving their A effort. Guess what you get in college? You get A efforts, Carm. Well, that's true. You know, you may not get A execution, but you that's get A true. effort. The effort's always going to be there in college. Yeah. That's why I prefer the college game, right? Yeah. Up until you get to the playoffs. Then the NBA in the playoffs, that's yeah. when they're busting that's, chops. Yeah, that's what a lot of And that's like. what they're going at. And the, the last five minutes of an NBA game is when they start to, okay, 
we're all interested. We're all here. Let's get it done now. Not so, last night for the Bulls. Because I won't lambast the whole regular season for the NBA. The last five minutes, they do concentrate. Uh, and the playoffs are fantastic in the NBA. But college basketball is where I go for the purity it's of the am- sport. I'm amazed at how much of it that you watch. Well, why not? And I just don't watch a ton of college hoops anymore. Yeah. I don't. I, it's, something had to be sacrificed along the way. And for whatever reason, it was like college, college hoops got for sacrificed. Yeah. I don't watch as much hockey anymore either, which breaks my heart because it's my, one of my well, favorite sports. Well, the, the Hawks but are, the Hawks not the Hawks are un- unwatchable. Although I did watch them last night did after you? the Bulls were over. I watched the second and the third period. They won. What are they doing? They've won 7 to 10. They're doing it again. Kaner was awesome last night. It was, was one of those games where it's like a team would – there's got to be a team out there. Austin Matthews. Who's he with? Toronto. He's hurt. So he sent him to Toronto. Kaner had a great game last night. Send the both of them to Toronto. Help Toronto out. The Maple Leafs ain't one squat in how long? 67, I want to say. Send them both up there. My guess is their last title was 67, which for the Maple Leafs, for those fans, you want to talk about a drought? You're going on 50 years. Oh, see, you're going on 55 years. Send them both there. Right? Carm? Terrible. Terrible. All right, Mike North's got the bonus play when we come back. Waddle and Sylvia are going to cross talk with us at 2. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. This is Football Friday, Championship Weekend Edition. And this is Carmen and Yurko live from 93 Octane in St. Charles on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. All right, every week at this time, we get the bonus play from Mike North. Now, uh, the latest episode of The Odds Couple is up on the app, so I encourage everyone to uh, go there and check it out. If you don't have the ESPN Chicago app, what's the matter with you? Get the app. Yeah, great original content like The Odds Couple and a lot of other podcasts. You can catch up on all the shows. So listen on demand. It's an on-demand world after all. Uh, you can catch the show tonight, uh, 8 to 9, tomorrow morning as well, 8 to 9 in the a.m., but uh, the Odds Couple is available, and Mike and I did a pretty extensive breakdown of both games. We talked to Luke Pergandy. Jim Miller gave a pick for the Pegasus, something Yurko's going to do before we're done here in a few minutes. Yes, I think you'll like it. And uh, we also gave you best plays. All of that is in there. Mike and I are 7-4 and four so far in the best plays in the postseason, so uh, hitting that over 60%. Money to be made. So I encourage everyone to download the podcast and check it out. And uh, now it's time for Mike's bonus play on ESPN 1000. Mikey, what's up, pal? Oh, what's up, fellas? What's going on? We're having a great time out here. Everybody's yeah. excited. Good times, Mike. Championship Sunday, as, as we discussed, we think it's the four best teams left. Uh, I think it's going to be a great Sunday. Yeah, and I think, guys, that uh, the best thing that I could say is thank you to, uh, to Mahomes. He didn't uh, play the game that maybe San Francisco's playing with McCaffrey. I don't know if McCaffrey worked out today. I don't know if he's going to work out. Very mysterious, but you got Mahomes. Who, you know, if he was in the NBA, you wouldn't find out if he was okay or not until there was a minute before the tip-off, you know, if he was going to play. Here he is. He's running around. We've all had high ankle sprains of some sort. I mean, but at the pro level, to do what he does, to come out there and let everybody film him, jump off the podium at at the post-game press conference, the line to go back up to where it was, because I, I said that if you said at the beginning of the year, that Mahomes and Kansas City would be dogs, which right. they were a couple uh, days ago, yeah. you'd think he was out. Yep. And uh, he's back, and it didn't take long for them to get back in. Now, 
I love both teams. I love Joe Burrow. I love Cincinnati. I love his impressive record. Uh, they're at Kansas City. Uh, Andy Reid's supposedly an offensive, uh, offensive genius. It took me one second to count his Super Bowl wins um, because he's only got one, and he's had great teams before and great quarterbacks, but not like this guy. This guy defied the odds. I thought he might be out this week. Uh, he's not. He throws a short pass. They'll have him in the shotgun. His line will protect him good enough. He's got a tight end that's the best in the business. If you don't think a tight end's important, oh, ask uh, Tom Brady. He lost Gronk, and they finished under 500. And if he's got Gronk, I feel that they're a threat still. In, if, if Gronk's in, in tremendous shape like he was. That being said, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and I'm taking them. I'm up four, four units or four hot dogs, if you will. I'm taking them for two units. I can't go against them. After the display he put on this week by just showing up in uniform and willing to play. The two-unit play on the Chiefs. I love it. We've got more best plays on the odds couple pods, so make sure you check it out. Mikey, thanks. Enjoy Championship Sunday. We'll talk to you next week. See you, guys. All right, buddy. There's Mike North at North to North on Twitter. Since he's won 10 straight, 10 straight, Yurko. Right. It's not easy. 8-1-1 one, one against the number. Uh, I've told you many times, nobody in the NFL, no team in the league has been better at covering spreads the last two seasons than Cincinnati. How about 27 and 12 against the spread? 12 and 3 as a dog. It's remarkable. 12 and 3. Burrow's 32 and 16 against the spread in his career, but I like the Chiefs too. And I hope I'm on the right side of this one. I think I will be, but I do like the Chiefs to win the game this weekend. Who do you like, Chiefs or Bengals? Uh, I like the Bengals. Here goes going with the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals. Ah. Bengals and Philadelphia. They're my two teams. I like Philly too. I think Philly gets it done at home. I don't know what to expect from Brock Purdy. I, you know. He hasn't turned the ball over, which is so incredible. Like, he hasn't had that really killer. Now, he probably had a couple that could have been intercepted, in fairness. I mean, Trayvon Diggs dropped one in his hands last week, for crying out loud. Sometimes the ball bounces your way. But you realize since he was inserted as the starter for Jimmy, he, hasn't, he doesn't have an interception. He hasn't turned the ball over. Keep jinxing him. I know. Well, that's my plan, because I, yeah. I think the Eagles are going to win, too. Yeah, so. I got the Eagles, yeah. So you think Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl? I think it's going to be Eagles, Eagles Chiefs. Super Bowl. Eagles, what a, Eagles, Bengals. What a story if Andy, you know, goes against the Chiefs. Uh, excuse me, Andy goes against, against the Eagles. Philadelphia, yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, and listen, that's, uh, if I was wagering, that's the, the picks I would make. Whoever ends up in the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be fantastic. But if I had to put money down. And I had to pick. It'd be Cincinnati. It'd be Philadelphia. That's what I'd be confident in wagering money on. These are my uh, four uh, highest-rated power-ranked teams left, um, for whatever it's worth, for my uh, rudimentary power-ranking system. But these are my top four this weekend. Um, I think the games are going to be close and exciting. I think the lines indicate that. It's rare that you see a championship Sunday. Normally, you're going to have four good teams. It's rare you see both games with lines this tight. Uh, my power number on the Eagles game was 2.1, spreads 2.5. On the other game, there's a little bit more of a discrepancy. Mine was .56, I think it was. Uh, Chiefs, uh, it opened at Chiefs minus 3, which, you know, it's certainly much closer to what my number has it as going into the game with the Chiefs about a 1, 1.5 point favorite. Um, again, mine made it .56, so they're close. I think they're the four best teams left. I think it's going to be awesome on Sunday. Uh, I think we're in for a treat, and I hope that's the case. But uh, Championship Sunday is always lots of fun. There's also a huge stake race this weekend, the Pegasus, uh, down at Gulfstream for Saturday. Jim Miller gave us a play on the odds couple. What is your pick? So here's what I'm doing. I'm going to throw a Cyberknife out. Which, let me see which one. Cyberknife is the chalk. It's the favorite in the race. Okay, Florent okay. Chereau is on board. Okay. It it's is. the 10 horse. So 
I'm going to do a $5 exact a box taking three horses. Okay. I'm going to take the four. I'm going to take the one. And as a long shot, I'm taking the nine. Last Samurai with Frankie DeTore on board. All right. Okay. 419 exact box. 419. I like White Aberio. That's the winner. What do you think of the seven horse? The seven horse. You know that one? Skippy Longstocking. Yeah, five to one. It's third on the morning line favorite. Yeah. Uh, it's racing well as of late. Why I like Barrios, I like Barrios four for four. Okay. Down at uh, Gulfstream Park. At Gulfstream? Four for four? Four for four down there at Gulfstream. So when you say four for four in horse racing, does that mean they hit the board or they won? No, it's won four races. He's four for four winning the race. Last four there, he's won four races at Gulfstream Park. Okay. He likes to, you know, they say horses for courses. Right. This is a horse for that course down there. Okay. He's 10 to one. Joseph Safi trained Tyler Gaffleone on board. Okay. So I like it. Four, one, nine. Four, one, nine. Uh, Frankie DeTore, one hell of a jockey. I think you like him. The old man, the coach, D. Wayne Lucas training that okay. one so yeah there. you got a couple you got some long numbers in there too uh you can just pick an it's an exact box right i need Any two order. of those three to come in first or second there. that's all i'm looking for and i'm taking a favorite throwing them in the garbage okay cyber knife i'm throwing oh. them in the garbage jim miller did not pick the favorite either for what right. it's worth who so, did he take the seven he, he took seven so skip you long stock yeah. not bad you take a look at it yep uh he raced 12 skip you long stock in the breeders cup yeah the Breeders' Cup. I think he ended up finishing second in the Breeders' Cup. So the Pegasus, it's a big stakes race. It's a $3 million race on Saturday, tomorrow. Three it's million. a big race. Yeah. You know what the winner gets? What? 1.8. Come that's on, Carm. 60% of the purse goes I don't to the know, winner. Man. You know more about so horse racing. what I'm racing. here to tell you. 20% goes right. to second, 10 to third. Crosstalk coming up with Waddle and Sylvie. We'll be back in two minutes. I've got the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, dick. Today's final word on Carmen and Yuriko. We should have been named Brock Shanahan. I think that's really nice. Brock Shanahan sounds like a porn star name. 